Hello. 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 We did that it. Was weird. <laughs> we did it. Well, it still had to go through the website. I'm not sure why it didn't. Oh, that is weird. Everything is different. It's <laughs> 2020. Not, that's the understatement of the century. Yeah. yeah Everything. It's 2020. 2020, you have to sign into things again. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I think the website has COVID or something. Maybe. Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back? <laughs> Can we do that with 2020? I would love to. Just kind of reboot and un- yeah, unplug the calendar and start over. I'm down. That's what I've had to do to my wireless router about 75 times this week. So anyway, I'm not upset. <laughs> it's a thing. It's Technology a thing. is wonderful when it works. It is. Yes. Is that what we're, is that how you're segueing into what we're talking no, about? No, I'm I'm actually not. But oh. uh, it is interesting though when we're you know we're talking about technology and uh, the series that uh, Tony Evans and uh, is preaching on right now in the alternative the urban alternative uh, uh, radio ministry and podcast that they have uh, is on idols and uh, currently speaking specifically about technology as an idol. Technology is a wonderful thing, but when it uh, becomes an idol, when it starts to usurp our relationship with God or come between us or leave God out, then it becomes an enemy of God and, and mm-hmm. we start to see the, the, the difficulties that go on there. But anyway, that was just on my, on my mind. Sidebar. But, but I was uh, starting to get frustrated with the technology here this morning when, you know, how, how many times do we try that? I, I went through several different times. Yeah, we did a couple. I don't know. We run into difficulties in life sometimes. <laughs> Another understatement. Yeah. And especially, I think, in, in the weirdness of 2020 and COVID and all the isolation that people are dealing with and so many different things that happen. And, you know, it's, it, it just feels like this year... Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't know. It's probably, we always have strange things, but it feels like there's more weirdness happening in a concentrated area and, uh, and the I see people, I see people posting on Facebook, like, you know, whenever, whatever new thing happens, they're like, okay, who had radioactive spiders for October? Right, yeah. <laughs> right. And it just yeah. kind of does seem like that. It's like, what's next? Yeah. And, and in particular, I think this, you know, this particular time frame, whether it's 2020 or, or the, you know, the six months or, or, you know, 18 months or however long we're dealing with the weirdness that's going on here. It feels like a lot of the support systems have been stripped away. We've, we've undermined the, uh, undermined the, the nuclear family, uh, you know, in our, in our nation, we've taken away the freedom and maybe this sounds like an overstatement, but I don't think it is. We've taken away the freedom to have differing thoughts and remain friends and still lift one another up. You know, at this point, the cancel culture has kind of taken over mm-hmm. uh, for, for both sides. You know, the, every time uh, we've been seeing it a lot on the liberal side of things, but but among conservatives, you know, those who, who would uh, lean toward the right, uh, Every time somebody disagrees with them, there's a, oh, we've got to cancel it, cancel the, you know, boycott, all these kinds of things. Right. Uh, and, and it, the pendulum swing is crazy. And I feel like, you know, we just, we need uh, to, to borrow from uh, Chuck Swindoll's regular theme over 40 plus 50 years. Uh, we need encouragement. We, we just, we need 
uh, to strengthen one another and stand together. And, and that actually is the segue into Acts chapter 20 that, you know, as we are seeing Paul wrapping up this journey, it's kind of a strange uh, passage to try and preach because most of it is just uh, biographical info. You know, you're looking at, at um, this happened and then this happened. And so then we went here and then we went over here and then we went home and, and the end, you know, and right. so there's a lot of that kind of dynamic in Acts chapter 20. And yet in the midst of it, there are some really profound things that happen. And uh, as of going through this, and I mentioned to you earlier, I'm like, I don't really know what we're going to talk about, <laughs> you know, trying to, trying to put things together. And I'm looking, well, this is strange. So it starts out in, in the uh, first verse of uh, Acts 20. Luke writes, when the uproar had ended, you may remember the rioting they had in, in Ephesus and the, um, the big upheaval that they had there. And um, Paul basically doesn't really have anything that he does in this scene. But the city manager says, we're going we're gonna to calm this thing down before the Romans get involved. Anyway, when the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, I think that's that word in this opening sen sentence is a key to understanding the rest of this chapter. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples. He's still in Ephesus, getting ready to leave Ephesus, as he had planned uh, in verses 21 and 22 of Acts 19, um, before the upheaval happened. And after encouraging them, the disciples there at Ephesus, he said goodbye and set out for Macedonia, which was his plan straight along. So he traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece, where he stayed three months. So you see, again, repeating, he's in a new place, still this encouragement theme. Uh, we we jump ahead, and he's, he ends up, um, when he is continuing his travels, he ends up accompanied by some some uh, uh, names that we already recognize from other places in, in the story. But these guys that he's taking with him as traveling companions go on ahead. Uh, uh, they had uh, a couple of them, uh, Timothy and Erastus, had gone ahead into Macedonia to prepare the way while he was still in Ephesus. Now they've joined him, but he sends them ahead again. Uh, they go on ahead and, and wait for Paul and, and Luke and whoever else stays with them in Troas. So then Paul and his guys sail to Philippi and celebrate together the Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh, the, the Passover time. <clears throat> and five days later, they joined the others at Troas, uh, and they stayed in Troas seven days. Well, while they're in Troas, then we have the story that every Sunday school kid will probably remember, the story of Eutychus, the young man who is um, sitting in the third story window listening to Paul preach long into the night, because he knows he's planning to leave the next day. So he wants to get all this stuff in. So uh, he preaches into the wee hours of the morning. And, and somewhere in this, um, in this midnight area, it appears, Eutychus falls asleep while seated in the, in the open window. Not a good plan. Right. Falls from the third story. Uh, and they pick him up at the, at the, on the ground, which is where you fall from the third story. And they, they pick him up and he's dead. Paul goes down, throws himself on the young man, puts his arms around him and says, don't be alarmed, he's alive. So through this story of, of Paul demonstrating again uh, 
God's power and the special way that, that the Holy Spirit moved through Paul in non-normative ways, but in very, very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Touching way, ways that connect with his listeners and his, his brothers and sisters there in the church. So he restores this young man. And every time we see, see the healings take place or resurrections take place in the scripture, there's a particular message that seems to be coming with it. It's uh, affirming the identity of Christ or going into new, new areas uh, in, in missionary type settings or a specific act of prophecy going along with it. So there's a, there's a, a ministry purpose beyond just the physical healing. We don't really see, I can't think of a single time. There may be some that I'm not thinking of, but I can't think of a single time when we see um, healings for healing's sake, where it's right. just, you have a sickness, want to take away your sickness, end of story, see you later. We don't see that. Right. And so uh, at, at least not, if we do see it, it's not enough that I recall it uh, as, as I'm sitting with today. So as Paul raises this guy, revives him, what's the reason? It's, it's interesting. But then you get to the end of the paragraph, uh, verses 11 and 12, he says then uh, after he you know, revives this young man from death, he goes upstairs again, they uh, break bread together and eat. After talking until daylight, so this all-night sermon, right? This is like college, college kind of stuff. <laughs> Stay up all night and uh, eating ramen noodles. Right? Maybe that's what they're doing. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I think they're marked culture. If I'm not kind mistaken. of doubt it. Anyhow, um, after talking until daylight, he left, and the people took the young man home. Uh, and this young man, they take home. He's alive, and. It, it mentions that the, in verse 12, I think what is our clue, our, our clue to understanding the passage, that they were greatly comforted. And then we see the story where he, they're sailing on and, and uh, they're going to go past Ephesus, but Paul doesn't want to get hung up anymore in, um, in Asia Minor because he's, he's trying to, to get on with this journey. So rather than stopping to visit in Ephesus where he would certainly be delayed, he sends for the Ephesian elders. They come and they, they meet him. Um, and he, he gives them this benediction and prophetic warning. Uh, and again, we see this emphasis that he is encouraging them. There's a, there's a connectedness. And they're grieved uh, because he tells them that he, he has a, a confidence in the Lord that uh, they're never going to see his face again. And so that, that grieves them the most. Um, but he also gives them some instructions and some warning. And so Paul, in all of this, seems to be pushing on where he's not just dropping science and leaving, right? He's not, he's right. not just going to come in, uh, here's some information, I'm going to tell you about Jesus, sayonara, I'm going right. to hit the road. But there's, there, there's this overarching theme of encouragement and interconnectedness that we see. And he's been doing this. Uh, straight along he, as he planted churches and went back and then comes on another missionary journey before he goes on his evangelistic leg of these missionary journeys. He goes on these pastoral visits and goes back to the churches that he had planted or the, that he had been a part of and encourages them, instructs them, keeps them on the, on the straight path and appoints elders then to continue that ministry. 
So there is a, a theme of encouragement. There is a theme of interconnectedness. There is a theme of ongoing relationship and mutual edification that runs through Acts chapter 20 as we look to that. All right. Well, we will talk more about that next week. Uh, for, for not knowing what to talk about, you we talked about stuff. <laughs> well, that's usually what happens. There's usually more to talk about. Right. Than, than you even realize. Prepared for. And so the, the, the challenge, uh, and I, in my opinion, that's always the challenge with Scripture, is not finding enough to say, but how to limit uh, right. what to say when you're dealing with a supernatural, transcendent book revealing the heart and nature of God. Certainly more that can be said and then can be said in a 10-minute uh, podcast. So. Absolutely, which is why uh, we never do Right. So we will talk more about this on uh, Tuesday next week. Be sure to check out the sermon on Sunday if you're not in the area. Uh, check it out online, live on Facebook or YouTube at uh, about 10.04. And then, yeah, we will talk more about this next week. So I will leave you with that unless you have anything else, Rich. No, we, we always encourage emails. If you got any, any questions, any comments, mm -hmm. you'd like to know more about a particular thing that uh, comes out of this, send us an email. What's the email, Stacy? Something real at reallifeonline.org. Or leave us a voicemail at 269-756-RLCC. All right. Thank you guys very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.